Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Heartbreak. Love it. Despair. Let down. Choke. These are words Atlanta sports fans are all too used to hearing. Until now. No more negative expectations. No more playing the victim. No more fair weather freeloaders. No more. 38 yard field goal by Morton Anderson. The hold, the kick, it's on the way, it's up and it goes. The Falcons are going to the yes. Super Bowl. The Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. From the mesmerized studios in Woodstock, Georgia, Believe Entertainment proudly presents Believe in Atlanta Sports with your host, Robert Taylor and the commissioner, Mark Rich. Hello, Atlanta sports fans, and welcome back for another roundhouse kick to the face of nonstop Atlanta sports talk from us, your friends, your amigos at Believe in Atlanta Sports. I am your host, Robert Taylor. This is my faithful companion, the commissioner, Mr. Mark Rich, in the house as always. Hola. And I think you finally, it it seems like maybe you didn't stress out over the wardrobe too much this morning uh, because you, you remembered we're not on camera. No. Or, but or did you? It's literally still all sports. I got Georgia shorts on. I got a Falcons hoodie on. I think I have a Georgia hat on. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. That is a University of Georgia hat official. I think it's, what's well, it's Nike. I can see the swoosh. But... No dogs talk on this episode. That was last episode. This one, you're getting all Falcons, all Hawks. This is the Warbird episode. The Yeehaw. birds of prey. Two birds of prey. And these, the first birds of prey, the Atlanta Falcons, are going to prey on the San Diego Chargers in the bins this Sunday. I'm off work. I don't have school. But... I don't know if I'll be able to make it because Saturday night, as we've already talked about in our prior episode, is the big extravaganza that is Georgia, Tennessee. Then you got LSU, Alabama. Let's not forget that a good friend of mine, Chris Carter, is turning 40 years old that day as well. He has just built this amazing new back porch uh, with like a marble fireplace, TV. It is a veritable Shangri-La of, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, of pleasure, I guess. That sounds kind of dirty, though. Uh, 
Yeah, but hey, fireplaces, big screen TVs for football. I'm making a big old batch of Brunswick stew. I may even enjoy some IPAs. So getting up early, early, early Sunday morning could be a little tough. I'm still trying to figure out how to watch the game and then make it to State Farm in time to see the Hawks-Pelicans game. You're trying to pull the double-double. Of course. I'm always trying to pull the double-double. Birds-Hawks. All right. Well, so the Chargers, they're coming to town. We know what they do. They lead the league in pass attempts. That quarterback out there seems like he is the real deal. It's going to be something pretty special. That Falcon secondary is is dinged up. They're they're they've had their wings clipped, so to speak. Now they just traded for who'd we get from the Chiefs? We got a Rashad Felton. Rashad Felton. So is he going to be a factor? Can Fenton. he help out? I said that? that incorrectly. I'm sorry, Fenton. I had a uh, coach in high school, Coach Coach Felton, but that was his first name, Felton Lachlan. Coach Felton Lachlan. He was a good dude. He also taught. Uh, some form of science, but I don't remember. But good guy, Coach Lachlan. But so the Chargers are going to pass it a lot. They're going to test that secondary. Now, on the other hand, their run defense is terrible. They're giving up 5.7 per carry. So this could be an interesting game. It could be a high-scoring game. Chargers throwing it all over the field. The Falcons running it down their throat. What kind of game are we going to get from Marcus Mariota? He seems like he's playing better football lately that that Panthers game was not not just for him but it was just kind of a kind of a shit show all around that was man absolutely insane a fun game to be at fun game I mean um I guess I can say that now that we won it was not super fun throughout the game um watching Deontay Foreman just tear us apart watching DJ Moore just have a career day against us and we should thank him for taking his helmet off because that is the one reason (laughs) the Falcons won that game that was a big penalty for them and so thanks for that but uh you know also uh recently in in some Falcons news and we'll get back to the game because it's uh it's coming up Sunday the the bird some of the bird gang people are going to be down there but one of their one of their leaders is in New Zealand you've heard us talk about that before but Todd McClure in in the Falcons ring of honor now, also, the Falcons are defending their home win streak. Throw that one out there. They got a three-game home win streak for the first time since drumroll. 2015. It's the first three-game win streak in the Benz. Um, but, yeah, it's a big deal. I, I mean, I've heard a lot of people talking about how it's really hard to get the fans. And, and for a show that, that critiques the fans as much as we do, uh, that's the thing. If, if you're – your team is not winning, especially at home. It's hard to get everybody all rah-rah about what's going on. Um, but, uh, you know, we, that's that's where it is right now. Even even though the game went the way that it did against the Panthers, the win, to win and walk out of that stadium for the third time in a row with a W, you could I could see it. I could see it in the people leaving the stadium. And you know what was crazy is is walking out with the people who who stayed to watch the end, who didn't leave early when they thought that we won before the DJ Moore catch, before the missed field goals, before the pick, before everything that happened in overtime. Um, man, and shouts out to 
to our boy Koo. Man, just automatic. Love that guy. Yeah, uh, you know, in the Falcons, uh, did you ever think uh, before the season started you would say uh, division-leading Falcons? I literally um, – I'll, I'll probably keep mentioning it throughout the – the show if if we stay this way like no no chance I would have I would not have bet a single dollar on it just because of and it's hard to look and see what things are on paper but man does it really uh, it it looks like these guys are really bought into Arthur Smith like really bought into him because you know we we've continued to run the football without Cordero Patterson. We've con- we've continued to to jam it down people's throats. We're number four or five in the league in rushing, with and, an with an offensive line that was one of our giant question marks coming into this this season. That's what I was going to say. Give credit to the offensive line because without a great performance from um, from those guys up front, you don't have a run game. So something has has gone right there. Something has clicked for the Atlanta Falcons in that regard. And I tell you what, man, uh, if the Falcons could play football on the road. They'd be a pretty darn good team. They're one and three away from the bins, though. They're three and one at home. So, but you look at those games. Aside from, I mean, aside from, uh, I mean, just Cincinnati, a very close LA game. Uh, bullshit down in Raymond James. They should have had that game, but you know the Tom Brady rule. Yeah. Whatever you know, Tom, Tom Brady's Brady not allowed to lose to the Falcons. Came in, came into effect. But the NFC is a little bit of a dumpster fire, and Brady has come out now uh, in light of everything. They they have officially split. It's front-page news. I really don't give a damn, but he has said that this has affected him this year of as course. far as and, – and I said that all along. I said, how is it not – he's not superhuman. His family's falling apart. He's getting divorced. You he look like a robot, to. but you aren't a robot. Yeah. I saw a meme the other day that says Tom Brady looks like a, a bad drawing of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and it made me giggle. That's but, accurate. You know, Carolina's two and six. The Aints are three and five. Tampa Bay's three and five. And again, if we can continue to get consistent play from Mariota, Patterson gets back in, you know, you, you would assume he's got to knock the rust off a little bit. He's been dinged up, but it, it looks like, uh, you know, he returned to practice, probably going to play on Saturday. So we um we have we have the it's the injury report it has a lot to do with what's going to happen this Sunday. Um Keenan Allen still listed on the Chargers injury report. Uh Josh Palmer, another one of their wide receivers still listed on the injury report. Um report that maybe Keenan's hamstring injury regressed a little bit and he might not be available. That's huge. That's huge for the Falcons if we take away a piece of their passing attack. And if Palmer can't play, that's two pieces gone. You still have to deal with Mike Williams. Mike Williams is a beast, and we can't forget that their running back, um, Austin Eckler, leads the team in reception. So he catches the ball a lot out of the backfield. It is definitely um, <laughs> Justin Herbert's primary weapon. Uh, that that's, that's what it is. Our defense, I think, this entire season has been playing – um, well, well above their station for for lack of a better better way to say it, but they they've just they've been playing very well together. And for what we have, and for our our injury report has no Jalen Hawkins, it has no AJ Terrell, it has Cordero Patterson coming off IR. But if you look at what we've been doing, do you do you rush do you rush Cordero back? Do you do you put him on a pitch count? 
you got a quick Thursday night game against the Panthers coming up right after that. So you play on the 4th and then you play on the 10th. Um, do you do manage his time to make sure that you, we don't we don't hurt him again playing him in two full football games in six days? Um, there there's there's a lot there's a lot to this game. Herbert being who he is, and our secondary being as banged up as it is, you don't want to make excuses, but that that looks like an an exploitation that um could be difficult for us to overcome. Guy, I mean, you look at this. You look at Herbert the same way you look at Joe Burrow in that situation, except for uh, we we ran into uh, Chase Higgins and Boyd, and hopefully we're only running into Mike Williams and some <clears throat> some other guys uh, with the Chargers because of who they have injured. Um, again, it's it's another one of those things that you can't count the Falcons out, and we'll have to see what who the Chargers trot out there this weekend. Um, and we'll also just have to see the energy that the Falcons come out with because they can go toe-to-toe with anybody. They they can control the tempo of a game. They have imposed their will running the ball all season. So I, I'm, I, think the, I, I think the Falcons can pull this one out. I think they can keep the streak going. I hope that doesn't diminish Walt's birthday present, but um, it, it is what it is, buddy. Uh, well, you know, I, I've never met Mr. Walt, but I'll poke the bear and say, I hope you have a wonderful birthday, save for about four quarters in Mercedes Benz. I hope your Chargers get trounced. We are. I think he already had a good birthday. I so hope they, if we beat the hell out of him, then uh, then it won't be won't be too bad. At least he'll get to go to the game with me. That's birthday present enough. But uh, you know, speaking of energy, the Falcons dumped off some negative energy off that roster this week and got rid of Calvin Ridley, who. I don't care who you are. You can disagree with me if you want. He quit on the Falcons. Sure he did. Quit. quit, quit, quit. For those of you that wanted him to hang around, too bad. He's a Jaguar now. But you want him to do well. You want him to come back because here's why. So Jaguars get Ridley. But in exchange, they get a 2023 fifth-round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth-round selection. But... The conditional pick could become a third rounder if Ridley reaches certain incentives in 2023, or it could become a second rounder if he signs an extension. So you want him to play well because you want uh, the Jaguars to sign him up, and then we get a second round pick. How good would that be? I hope he makes the Pro Bowl, but I hope he doesn't bet on himself to make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and you got to wonder what's it. I mean, maybe sometimes he just you know changes scenery and all that stuff but uh yeah i hope he may you know he gets his head right or whatever cuz he was out for you know mental health reasons and then he did the the gambling and you know he's um it's no denying he was a a, a top tier talent he's he's got the makings of a premium nfl wide receiver he's just got to get, it, get it, his act together it was just upsetting how it all went down and and we've said this before it, it's not it's not a personal thing. Like if there's, if you've got issues going on, then like, man, I hope you get that straight. But the, the gambling and all the other stuff and, and, and coming out and saying that you, you think maybe just a, a change of scenery is what you need and that you, you quit on, you quit on football while you're with the Falcons, but you think football's okay somewhere else. I don't know, man. There was just a lot of, a lot of the way things were handled, and especially the gambling thing coming after the fact, after this all happened, then we find out about the gambling. You know, it none of it seemed very real. 
But again, if it is all real, then I, man, I wish him the best. Um, if not, then um, wish you the best. But also, bye, Felicia. Yeah, I'll uh, we'll see you when we see you. And man, it's just uh, it's still such a coin toss for the Falcons this year. It's it's like they're on a, a teeter totter, and it could go either way of to where they could hang in there and, and start racking up some wins, or they could kind of tilt the other way. They're they're it's it's, it's this it's this weird of they're they're good, but they could be bad, just depending on what the, happens. The strangest know? part to me is that coming into this season, the Falcons didn't let what everybody was saying about them stick which is great. And on paper, some of that stuff seemed accurate. I I watched them play. You know who you have. You know what's going on. You're waiting to see Mariota. You see Mariota for in the first couple games. And uh, it's still it Mariota is Mariota. He's going to be Mariota and uh, some of the games are going to be good, some of the games are going to be eh, scary. Some games are going to be really scary. Um, but the, the heart of this team is like commendable. Like that's what every, every game, I'm not worried about any game, you know, that I've been conditioned for this season to think that I was going to lose every one of these games. I don't personally feel that way as a Falcons fan, but like now I know in every game, even when we start, even if we go down, even if we're, we're down 10, 14 points in a game, I, I don't worry as much. Because I know who I know what the identity of this team is, and while they're still building an overall identity, I know what they're doing, and I know what they're focused on. They're focused on running the ball and imposing their will. They're they're focused on playing good team defense because they they have to. That the defense. I mean, did you see the did you see the way they celebrated when Lorenzo Carter got that pick six? I did not. I missed that. Oh my god! Yeah, just go back and watch a video of it. But it's just like. Everybody's playing for everybody out there, and it, you can you can see it, you can feel it. It's a uh, it, it's just a wonderful thing to watch. So we're we're still we're year two of a rebuild, like we're we're still in the 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 early phases of getting everything right. But if these guys are buying into it, and if these guys are are ready to go, and these are going to be our building blocks moving forward, it's great. So like when I see a team like the Chargers. Where prior to the season, I would I would have chalked that one up as an L immediately, um, but actually maybe not, maybe not because I would have said Hayward and Terrell, we're gonna have a shot, we're gonna be able to we're gonna be able to keep Herbert in check. Without those guys on the football field, I look at things a lot differently. But somehow this Falcons team does not. They don't see their deficiencies in the secondary, like I like I constantly worry about. They don't see it. They go out there and they play football, and sure. Sure, maybe DJ Moore and Terrace Marshall had a good day, and PJ Walker um, did really well against us. We still won that game, and I know it was a comedy of errors with the missing field goals and the in the penalties, and all these things had to happen for us to win. But we were still in the game to win it, even with a few miscues from Marcus Mariota, a few few bad interceptions. You know, you're still in the game. So that that's who these Falcons are. It's not going to be pretty. We're not going to have a pretty win. Um, I think the 49ers were about as close as we we're going to get to a <laughs> to a pretty win. But like we said in past episodes, that was a perfect Mariota game. Yeah, 
he played he played perfect um so yeah so moving forward like i just i'm prepared for a i'm prepared for a battle i'm prepared i'll be in the building i'll be in charlotte i bet they're pissed i bet they're gonna come at us with everything that they got yeah i don't care how i don't care about pretty wins you know like as long as the W is on the board, I don't care how you get there. I like like Saturday. I don't care if Georgia wins eleven to nine. Sure, I don't care how you do it. Just get it done. Like of course, you know when you see ugly wins, it's like oh we got to go back in and we got to do some housekeeping. But hey, it, it's it's the Falcons are playing above their potential. I would say like it, it, we're almost like the bad news bears. Like we've got a kind a, of a uh, ragtag group of players. I don't want to call. <clears throat> Sorry, man. Something. I, I'm just gonna stop. Real. Something is driving me crazy in here today. Like I, I, you could probably hear it when you listen. But I've been coughing. Like my nose is all crazy. Like something. Something weird is going on. I don't know. Sack of ragweed I brought in. Yeah, maybe. But uh, no, I mean because you think about it. You know, Mariota was a uh, a, a top tier quarterback coming out of college. He was he was sought after. He hasn't really played up to his billing. You know, and he's he's kind of getting a chance to revive his career here in Atlanta and try to you know make a statement and make a comeback. And you have Cordero Patterson, who's who's done well. He's he's totally had a renaissance here in Atlanta. He's but he's a thirty-one-year-old wide receiver, special teams guy, who has now turned into the Swiss Army knife, as you like to call him. You know, we have a a rookie in Algiers and like Huntley, and you know, just not. When you look at our roster, if if anybody that was a fan of football looked at our roster, they'd be like, it's kind of not a very good team. But here they are playing 500 football. And, they're, and again, silver linings, you know, just barely missed that Rams game. Got hosed in that uh, Tampa Bay game. And, you know, the Bengals game was, you know. And, and dude, gave the Saints game away. That was, that was totally all on the Falcons. So, you know, a couple things, you know, the ball bounces the other way. The Falcons are sitting at, you know, like six and two, five and, you know, or whatever, you know, seven and one. It's crazy. And uh, it'll just be interesting to see how we, how we go the rest of the season. But, you know, uh, it it is what it is. And I I fully believe that Arthur Smith and and company are going to build something pretty great they're gonna get the falcons back to the playoffs uh, well the thing we're not we, we didn't mention um as far as moves that we made at the trade deadline we also got uh sent dean marlowe uh to the bills for a seventh rounder um which is the equivalent of what we paid for rashad fenton so we swapped a couple separate seventh round picks uh dean marlowe was a scapegoat on that dj Moore touchdown um at the end of the fourth quarter. However, the Ridley move and what we've done has put us in the 70 million cap space range for this mm, offseason. Money. Yeah, money, and if money. I uh they're talking about a potential restructure of a couple deals could get us upwards of 90. And I I forget what show I was listening to, but they were talking about how um, it doesn't matter how much money you have; it's what you do with the money. Yes, and specifically looking at like the Jaguars and the Jaguars threw up a boatload of money at Foye Aluakon, and great for him. He was awesome for us. Love that guy. Glad he got paid. Uh, we just weren't going to be able to pay him like that. Uh, they back up the Brinks truck for Christian Kirk, and no offense, good 
good receiver, but like he got overpaid. It it's about it's about using your money wisely. In the same way I look at uh the Hawks and, and Travis Slink and how, you know, people are clamoring for us to make moves and for us to sign big name players. No, we're not we're not doing things just to do things. There's a method to the madness for for all of our teams. You can even factor the Braves in here with Dansby and and that this is a negotiation and how they're signing players and they're not overpaying for players is is part of what they're doing and they're building culture and all this stuff plays into it. Like I'm not worried about I'm not worried in the least about Terry Fontenot having the checkbook and the pen in his hand. I'm not. I'm not worried about he and Arthur Smith um talking together and then deciding that they want to sign these free agents. I almost can't wait to see who is on their list, who they want to bring in. I really can't wait to see, you know, how this season goes, but like I want to see what they draft in yes. next year's draft because it's a it's a rebuild. So I'm not looking I'm not looking ahead because I've given up on this season. I'm looking ahead because this is like a three, four, five year process to to get you back to to where you really, really want to be. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just exciting. The idea that we're going to have money to spend where we have been doing this with zero money for the past couple of years and just really, you know, scraping our, uh, I don't even know the right way to say it, but we we're just scraping along, I guess, um, signing whoever we could and just filling holes with whatever we can. Now we're in a place where, I mean, I like the Rashad Evans the Lorenzo Carter. I like these moves that we got. We didn't have a lot, but we went out and got some very important pieces and they're playing well for us. And who knows, who knows what that turns into next year when we have a little bit more money. Um, but I don't think these guys who came in on prove it deals are going to be expensive guys. We're not giving them max contracts. Um, the year after while we're trying to build this franchise, they understand what's going, what's going on here. Um, but, it's just the future is bright and this team is fighting for everything that they get this year. And man, the way everything else is looking right now, there is no, there's no doubt in my mind. We could win the NFC South. I think they will. We could have a home playoff game. I think they will. Uh, I I don't think Tom Brady is going to get the ship righted in Tampa Bay anytime soon. The guy's just a mess. Um, is what it is. Well, and the Shaq Barrett injury is going to be huge for them too. Uh, Tom, Tom being what it is on the offensive side of the ball, their defense just took a big old hit in the mouth. Yeah, and it, you know it's not. Uh, this is not a Bruce Arians coach team. It's it's a different coach. Uh, different. It's just there's no Gronk. He doesn't have Gronk down there. So I don't see the Saints turning it around. Panthers aren't going to catch fire all of a sudden. It's just. It's it's Atlanta. I'll say this: it's Atlanta's to lose. Sure, Atlanta's division to lose. So, but yeah, you know, we're just kind of clipping along at a five hundred pace, and um, you know, it's a very winnable schedule. We got the Commanders, we got the Bears. You know, it's uh, we've 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 said all this before, and and it's kind of the the Falcons can kind of I guess uh, choose their own adventure, so to speak. It's it's really God, I love those books. Yeah, it's really kind of all up to them. But, uh, you know, it's going to go down, and we're, we're going to keep plugging along. We're going to keep watching. I'm going to get to a game, finally. 
I want to go so bad. It's I, I haven't been. Well, I saw the Rolling Stones in the news. If you're but. if you're smart, you plan ahead for the Steelers game. Yeah, you know, I was trying to look for like uh, group seats, like a big group package for that because Valerie's family are Steelers people. Her dad is from the Pittsburgh area, and you know, our our good friend Donnie, his uh, girlfriend Ashley, she's a Pittsburgh Steelers uh, uh, fan. She's from Pittsburgh, so I was gonna try to get a. And, and uh, you know, her Valerie's uncle, like, there's a lot of Steelers fans I know. I was going to try to get a little gang up and uh, go down and watch the Steelers play, but nope, can't can't find any big uh, group tickets. So uh, I think the Steelers is doable. I think, uh, what's that, December 4th? Yeah, so I'll be done with school, too. That's I'm another one. Telling you. <laughs> Winding that thing down. That's going to be the That's going to be the right one. Ready to be out and done with that, but. We're ready to move on to some Atlanta Hawks basketball. They are eight games in. They just had a, a five-game road trip, which it seems like it took like two weeks to play five games. Just because uh, they we all the I got to go to the home games here. Like it was, it, it was awesome just to be back in the building, even though we got our face beat in one of those games. Um, yeah, it it seems like forever, and not to mention the taking a complete pounding in Toronto uh, after getting beat by the Bucks, That was tough. Last night didn't start out super great against the Knicks. We we're down by 21 points, I think, at some point in the um, in the second. Um, and, but, man, what, that, that, that's, a way to, that's a way to end your road trip in New York with a, with a really demoralizing victory over the Knicks. That's that's how you get old Trey's blood pumping, and clearly that's how you get DeJounte's blood pumping is to to mess with Trey. Yeah, he had a career-high 36 in that game, and Trey had a little bit of an eye injury. Says it won't affect him, says he'll be fine. But the one thing that I've noticed in the Hawks games that I've watched this season is they are not fast starters. I think they've got to figure that out. Uh, they they got to start games better. They just do not do well coming out of the gate, and it takes them some time to kind of warm up and settle in. But, you know, you made a comment a minute ago how people want the Hawks to, to sign some stars, and I'm like, we, what do you mean? Trey Young's one of the biggest stars in the league. He's he's an up-and-comer. DeJounte Murray, John Collins. They're, they're star. What, what more do you want? These are marquee players. These are players that who wouldn't want Trey Young on their team? Who wouldn't want a John Collins who's been – you know, uh, coming out and flirt with double doubles, and you know. Well, that's the the thing is. So you're you're going to constantly get um, that our front court is too small. Capella and Collins aren't built to handle the other power forward center combos in the league. You get that a lot. That that's fine. Say what you will, but we're we're built more for speed in that respect. Um, but you, I mean, you look at a game like the, the Bucks game and Giannis, we have to have an answer for Giannis because Giannis, I mean, he imposes his will on literally everybody in the second you take, I mean, he can take two or three people at a time. Um, but when you have to devote those people to him, that leaves his teammates open and it makes the Bucks such an incredibly difficult team. That's going to be a problem for us. Um, matchup issues with the Raptors. That's, I mean, it was a bad game. It was a bad shooting game. Uh, it just wasn't good. I think Trey had 10 turnovers against Toronto. 
Um, it, it again, it's early in the season, so I'm not I'm not jumping off the bridge just yet. No. Um, but you but you see you see what we have, and I think the the whole point of when you see a marquee player talking about uh, being up for trade, everybody just wants to make their team better. I don't think people understand the overall like what for for a name what you have to give up to get a name in here when you think our bench is thin and you're upset that we traded away Kevin Herter to the Kings and Kevin Herter's having, uh, I don't, I don't even know if it's a great season, but the last three games, I'm, I think he's averaging over 25 points a game and he's looking very good. Um, you're wondering why, why we don't have him on the bench. Um, all these moves are made for a reason, whether it be freeing up money space what whatever i think that had something to do with getting us back under the luxury tax um but this team still has to gel like so other people were like being pissed that we don't have enough star power or our bench not being thin like these guys are still young and getting used to playing together the holiday boys are getting used to playing with everybody uh a kongwu is is still He's still learning. He's still he's still getting better. I I still I, I enjoy every second of him stepping on the court. Um, AJ Griffin is starting to get more minutes. Um, I don't. Uh, Jalen Johnson is getting a little bit more time on the court. Hopefully, once and I still firmly believe that they're just trying to get the starters to gel together to get everything else going. But that that takes time. I don't know what the timeline. Um, I'm, I'm sure nobody would give you a real answer for that, but like what, what's a timeline for a guy to get acclimated to a brand new team with, with yeah. a, with a very minimal preseason. Um, but, but you see what we're capable of. You see what the Hawks are capable of in multiple games here. Um, you know, Trey, Trey young, I, I don't know what the deal is with the Hawks in fouls. Uh, we have we, one game. I was elated. Trey, seventeen trips to the line. That's that's amazing. Since then, we're, we'll just get beat up all day long. It's the the NBA. It's funny. Steve Nash, Steve Nash spearheaded the whole um, Trey Young, James Harden campaign of um, not getting those fouls called as often for those guys. Said it was. Uh, I forget the exact words he used, but you know, it, Trey's idol got a rule made to uh, to make it harder for Trey to to score. So they figured out how to play basketball, but now it's gone to the point where, and this is two years down the road, that Trey's not getting normal foul calls, like just regular old fouls aren't being called on him because uh, apparently he found a loophole in the system and. I don't know if they're mad at it, but like it pisses me off. Uh, like, obviously fouls are missed uh, for everybody across the league, but you can you can see you can you can visibly see the discrepancy in Trey Young's foul calls, and even I, I feel like it it bleeds out into the Hawks. I feel like the Hawks themselves, like they 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 don't show up on the line quite as much as they used to, and I don't know if that's like a if the way we run our offense is a byproduct of that or if that is a byproduct of how we're running our offense. But one way or another, it needs to be fixed. It need, there needs to be a more attacking-style offense for us to facilitate 
better open shots for everybody else. I that's this ISO ball is not going to work all year while everybody's trying to figure out who everybody is and where they're going to be on the court. We can't we can't continue to do that. It's not a um, it's not a sustainable way to play basketball with you know let's find out who's hot tonight Trey or Dejounte and let's go to them. That's not going to work. Everybody needs to figure out how to work together. Not to take anything away from what he did last night because last night was awesome. 36-9-4. and four. Um, DeAndre Hunter pouring in 21. John Collins another double-double. 12, and, 12 points and 13 assists. And uh, it, it's weird. I saw uh, Collins' point production dip on the road. I don't know if... And I'll be interested to see when they come back home if that's if that's something that continues or if it, if it balances back out, if something about the comfort of being in state farm arena, um, helps that team ball come back. But it's one of it's, it seemed like it was very skewed. There's a, the ball was moving a whole lot more while they were here. And when they went away, it seemed like that kind of stopped. I mean, the two games against the Pistons, that was, that was fun. Those were good games. Um, and then, you know, Bucks, and then Raptors way down. And then last night, I mean, last night looked horrible going into halftime. My cousin is a huge Knicks fan. Shout out Brian Gaffey. Um, but I told him, I sent him a, a, a cute little text message early in the day that we were going to win by five, and we, we won by a little bit more than that. But coming up on halftime, they, they, it looked good for the Knicks. He sent me a text later on. He's like, what the hell happened? And and Dejounte Murray happened. That yeah. that the third quarter happened, and 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 that was all she wrote. Um, but well, man, one thing that Nate McMillan has said, and and they have to fix because this is part of his game plan, his attack plan this year, is he wants the Hawks going to the line twenty five plus times a game. He said he that's what we want to do twenty five plus free throws. But again. It's it's kind of you know when it's early in the season you can talk about basketball all day but you just have to let it unfold. It's kind of like when people get their panties in a bunch about the Braves in April. It's like we don't even know what we have yet. We haven't even truly found, I mean 74 games left of basketball and let's not kid each other. You don't have to you don't have to win 60 plus games to get in the playoffs here. You can play 500 basketball and get in. That's all you got to do is get in. So I'm uh I'm not uh you know pulling pulling the fire alarm on the on the Hawks by any means because I think they're going to be just fine. I do think in order for Nate McMillan to to keep his job, he's he's got to go on a a pretty good a healthy postseason run. I think he's got to produce. Uh, I, I well I don't know if they would fire him, but I would definitely say if he doesn't take the talent that he has and, and, and he can't execute the game plan like he talked about in the first couple of games of the season when we got on the Zoom thing, then yeah, you gotta turn the heat up on him and, and start, you know, maybe looking like who's the guy to to manage this squad? Who's the guy to get the most out of the talent that we have? Because I, I mean Atlanta has one of the most talented teams in the league, I think. Uh and John Dre Hunter, John Collins, Jonte Murray Trey Young. I mean, those are four. Even really Clint Capella, man. Yeah, like bright, it. young NBA basketball players. The Hawks have talent. There's no denying the Hawks have talent. It's just 
what are they going to do with that talent and can they can they bring it all together do they have the personalities to uh to mesh together and do they have the chemistry because that's what it's all about because look at that clown out in la he's got all the talent in the world but you don't, i don't have i mean they're bad what are they two and five love you malcolm and i love you too malcolm but no, it's like your suck uh, and it's and it's one guy's fault. We talked about this when I saw him Tuesday night. Uh, had a had a had a beer with Malcolm and uh, was just talked about how uh, you know LeBron James is kind of like a Viking going through NBA franchises. He just slashes and burns his way through the whole thing and and wrecks it. And yeah. Anyway, no bueno. We we everybody knows how we feel about LeBron on this show. But you know, hey, the Hawks are back home. I'm going to get down to a game. You know, uh, Mark's going to be down at games. Uh, and it's going to be fun to watch. They're still, you know, they're they're young. But they're high-flying. They're high-scoring. They're going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. Georgia's going to win on Saturday. We're going to re-sign Dansby. The Falcons are on the way up. They are. I like Arthur Smith. He's the guy. Terry Fontenot, our friend Kristen Groves, who we did a, a feature on, she's going to be crunching numbers and, and and looking at that salary cap money, and she's going to be making moves and, and getting in Terry's ear and, and bringing, help bring in talent that will uh, kind of elevate the Falcons to the next level. And and I think winning is infectious. I think it's contagious. You know, Georgia doing so well, the Braves being set up, I think it's just going to bleed in, and, you know, we're all, we're all going to see – man, I – Man, it would be so amazing to see the Hawks in the just to see them in the finals, because I think I think they went when they were like in Minneapolis or something. I think they have one championship, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I'd, I I want to see the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA Finals. Wouldn't care if they lost the first one, as long as I felt like they had the talent to get back. And I mean, I I, I like I like the ownership. The ownership group seems focused on on putting together a winning product. And Travis Schlink, I mean, he comes from Golden State, so he's got the formula. He he has the blueprints uh, of what it takes to to build a team and win. And I think now it's just we have to be patient. I think that's, but I think that's a lesson that every Atlanta fan needs to be told every single day. That's what I figured out being on Twitter and everything is they just don't have any patience. Zero. They have no, pa- they want it all. It's kind of like the queen song. I want it all. And I want it now. Like, it, it, you know, the, it's not good enough that the Hawks are five and three, you know, they're, they're, they're wanting to, Hey, can you call Michael Jordan? There's, there's probably some idiot in Atlanta that was like, Oh, get Jordan on here. He could give us about 15 minutes a game, you know? So I think that's the message. Uh, uh, and maybe, maybe I won't be as harsh on Atlanta fans, because I have called some of you stupid because, well, some of you are stupid when it comes to things you say and, and how you view our teams and our uh, the performance of our teams. Like, you just don't put any thought into how the sports actually work, how the game actually works, and, like, how you have to let players develop and unfold or you got to let coaches, you know, get comfortable and then make some moves and, you know, get some pieces and subtraction, you know, just – do their jobs. You have no pay. You don't ever want to let them just do their jobs and, and watch things develop. You want like, uh, you know, some crazed, uh, you know, uh, uh, sports fairy to come in with his magic wand and wave it around and poof, the Hawks are instantly a juggernaut, not even 10 games into the season, you know, or the Falcons are, you know, Mariota overnight wakes up and has Joe Montana's arm and Peyton Manning's brain and, 
we just start ripping our way through the division, but it's not, that's not how it works. So everybody just, my favorite one, I think, who'd we get this from Vince Vaughn? I think maybe coined this one, but pump the brakes, just pump the brakes and, you know, deep breaths in and out. And we're going to be okay. We are, uh, we're going to see some good times ahead in Atlanta sports. Dogs are going to be on top for a while. Braves are going to be on top for a while. I think Arthur Smith's the guy. I think you give him a few more pieces and and let him because the puzzle's not complete in Atlanta. Everybody knows this. Puzzle's not complete. Let let let's finish the puzzle. Even even the Hawks, like the puzzle's not quite complete. Let's let's see let's see let it unfold. Let's sit back with our popcorn. You know the everybody knows the Michael Jackson popcorn meme. Let's be like let's be like that. Let's sit back. Let's eat our popcorn. Let's have faith and try to enjoy the ride. Yeah, enjoy the ride. Let's have faith. And uh, but with that, we're out of time. We gotta go. But we love you, Atlanta, and we'll see you again. Do you believe? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.